firstly, um, you have to know how to budget. Yep. Okay, because it is a commitment and you can't still go you know, Europe every year and you have to have people yeah. just think, oh, I'm, I deserve to go on these fancy holidays because I work hard. Well, guess what? You can make a decision, go on holidays or actually buy property. That's it. Because um, whilst, yeah, it, it wasn't that much sacrifice, but you can still go and do things, you can go on holidays, but you just go and do the fancy stuff. And that enabled me to um, keep buying because I had to keep serviceable, you know, serviceability going. And wherever I could save, I would have, obviously I had an offset. So I just kept on filling up yep. my offset, which allowed me then to take money to go buy another property. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Hayley Beavis. Okay. Hello. Hello. It's Hayley here. Um, I've, I've actually taken over the podcast from Tabitha Bright. So lucky me. And I get to join some wonderful investors such as Andre to share their story about what they've been up to. And Andre, you've actually retired yourself through property, you know, over the last 10 to 12 years. So would love to hear obviously a little bit about your story. Um, where are you located? You're up in the Sunshine Coast? Yes. So I live in Mooloolaba. And yep. I, uh, we've been here for a year. We lived in Brisbane prior to that. Yep. And um, about 22 months ago, November 2020, 20, I retired. And Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> and it, it, it was an interesting story because my, my property goal, my property investment goal was to enable retirement. Because if I didn't do this, I would never retire. I would have to keep working forever, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's mainly because uh, I got divorced in 2000 yep. and my wife and children got the house and I took two years to get rid of all the family debt. And at the end of 2020, 2002, I had zero wealth and knew I was never going to own my own place. So I rented, but was keen to really start my investment property because back when I was 16 years old, actually, um, I had a, I had this dream or desire to own my own property, my own home, uh, have it mortgage-free, and then have four investment properties, where back in those days, 25% of a person's salary was paid for a, a, a rental. And I thought, well, that yeah. means four properties, means I have a 100% salary. That is my theory back when I was 16 years old. Yeah, but, okay. But you know, through my married life, um, we weren't able to start anything because um, we bought a lot of houses and sold because we moved around a lot when I was married. And, um, but my wife, my ex-wife, never wanted to live in a rented property. She always wanted to live in a home because she felt more secure. But when you move, as you know, when you move around a lot, you buy and sell, it costs you money, and you never capitalize on the growth. So we were always just making the grade. And when I got divorced, uh, yeah, I wanted to do something, but it took me a year, few years before I could uh, save up money. Yeah, very good. And you're originally from South Africa, is that correct? Correct. So um, back in 1990, I left with my five-year-old son and my yeah. wife. And a year later, my daughter arrived uh, while here. And uh, so I have a son and daughter. And um, yes, it, it, yeah, it was just thankful for, to be able to come to Australia and be able to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And prior to joining PRE, tell me a little bit about um, you mentioned you bought one property. I think you joined PRE in around 2010. So tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So in 2009, I met Sue and, yep. and, and, and Sue 
was very keen to do property investment and uh, as was I. So we're just like, oh, okay. Um, and she convinced me, so I lived in Manly and she convinced me to do a 50-50 property purchase on a unit in Fairlight where it required a new bathroom and required renovations and you know a whole lot of simple things that she wanted to do because she was really a keen renovator. Whereas I was like, yeah, I wasn't really keen because all the houses that we had bought while I was married, I had to fix up. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to renovate. <laughs> yeah. But but she convinced me, and it was it, it was really quite it was quite cheap. Um, so we we bought it, and it required a new bathroom. But somebody in in our complex heard that we were renovating, and they said, oh no, you know, you can't do anything uh, until you get body corporate uh, approval. And we said, oh okay. So in our naivety, we thought so we'd have to go through the process, and it basically delayed. The process by three months but it turns out that we didn't need any approval because we weren't doing any structural changes right it was it just you know it's just a renovation bathroom and then of course we tidied up the kitchen and we got rid of carpets and floors and stuff. and we kept it till end of 2017 and doubled our price wow. so in seven years we doubled and um but we had great tenants and yeah good rental so it was a really good buy but it was a case of okay but how do we do this again and what if we want to expand we don't want to have to keep buying the house down the road because that's what we were used to now you know, this is what has and also yeah, when, um, through, through, my 20, through my 25 years of marriage I was used to buying the house that was emotionally attached and yeah you know, so you never ever thought of oh this is a good investment this was a home basically yeah. so Sue had heard of pre in fact, she heard, um, I think she knew Tabitha through Brisbane, through some friends. Yeah. And um, and I joined in 2010. And I my, my next property, which was the following year, was um, at Marylands. And Marylands, so whilst it wasn't done through pre, um, my mentor at that stage had uh, walked me through the process. But also I had a strategy. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to have at least five properties yep. before I retire. And I wanted to, I knew I was never going to pay them down, but I needed to have them all positively geared and look after themselves and, and hold on as long as I could once I got to the five to then sell off and buy my own property when I retire and things like that. So I had really clear idea of what I wanted to do. But again, I didn't, I didn't buy expensive properties because yeah. fear of you know, losing or not having money um, because I now was risk averse financially. And um, so some of the key things that I was told back then was if you buy into a complex, you know, especially at the lower end of the market, you know, be careful of pools, be careful of lifts and, and, um, and things that will cost you a lot and maintenance because that will reload your profit, profits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, 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 what one thing the mentor did help me with, though, is he helped me with um, a good just getting a good discount. Yeah. So I would he, he didn't do it for me, but he he was the, he was the ear. You know, he was in my ear all the time, and uh, because I was happy just to pay. You know, I was like, okay, you just pay it, you just go for it, and uh, because I thought they were good deals. But he, and I got four percent off, and um, I think it was four years later, I got fifty percent profit yep. from that property. Um, and what what I did with that, okay, is I. Uh, went and bought a house in Adelaide. All right. And this was a bit out there, but um, the intention was to demolish it. 
yep. and build three villas. Because I had made a sizable amount of profit, I was able to then fund that process and get the mortgages for each of those three villas to uh, the bank. Um, and yep. the only thing about that, it took longer than expected. Yep. But I was able to fund it, so it didn't cause me any financial stress. And, and having said that, um, the initial goal was for me to sell all three and then go and do it again somewhere else. But I thought at that stage, like, mm, you know, uh, I was getting on in time. Then I wanted to think about retirement as opposed to keep buying, 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 sell, buying, sell. Because at that stage, I think I'd already bought a property in Brisbane as well. Yep. Um, and so I kept them. And um, with the property in Brisbane, I bought a property in uh, Rockingham, which is in Perth. Yes. Oh, yes. So this was, um, it didn't you say you bought this on a trip to Thailand or something like that? <laughs> this was, this was my big mistake. Ah, okay. uh, yes. This, Tell this me was, a little bit about that. <laughs> this, this is one of those stories where you think, oh, God, why did I do that? <laughs> serious. So this particular property um, had just been built. I was in um, Thailand on holidays and he said, I've got a great property for you. You know, have a look. He sent me all the stuff on all these PDFs and gave me uh, all the, the, the guff about the area and the infrastructure and, you know, all the stuff that's happening there. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so I said, all oh, right, sure, go, let's do it. Let's just do it. Uh, wrong. <laughs> because um, I, I paid a premium, but within six to 12 months, the, the prices had dropped dramatically. And my rent dropped down so badly that... Um, I was just lucky I could hold on to it because I couldn't sell it. And yeah. um, and, and my mortgage interest rate was high because I bought it with a 10% deposit, but I couldn't reduce my, with all, any other properties I've had, I've tried to you know, get it to a point where it's positively geared yep. and um, I can negotiate good interest rates. And how but long this, ago did you buy this one in WA? Um, it means I have made a note here of all the things I've done here. Um, 2014. 2014. Okay. So I guess in WA, that was just before it started to... It crashed just after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. been a long journey from there in WA. Because this particular one was one of those villas, a 322 villa. Yep. And, um, yeah, very popular. You know, people were buying. But, yeah. Uh, and I think what's happened in that area is that they've all evolved to 422 now. Yeah. But nobody wants a 322 when you can buy a 422. And yeah. Um, yeah, so after all this time, um, I've always been negatively geared. And, and one, one of the key things that um, people have always said to me is that, oh, you, you know, when you buy properties, you know, because I was earning a good salary, you know, negative gear is good. And to me, that's just not on because I don't buy properties to save tax because to me, I'm still paying, even though I'm getting a benefit from the tax, I'm still paying extra. I shouldn't have to. Yep. And um, so, this was really bad because it was a brand new. I had the depreciation. So I was getting great tax benefits because it was very negatively geared, you yeah. know, great depreciation. And, um, but that's not example, the only reason we buy property, right? <laughs> definitely not. But, but at the same time, because of that, soon yeah. I had to think about getting rid of, of the, um, the fair life property because yep. being a 50 50, we, the bank said, no, but you know, you're 100% liable, even though you're 50% ownership. So that affected my 
you know, uh, my ability to yeah. buy anything else. And um, so 2017, we sold the Fairlife one, as I said, for double of what we paid for. Um, yeah, and what that, that enabled me to actually take 18 months off. Yeah, can you right. believe? Can you believe somebody who actually never thought they'd retire? I took eight, eighteen. It was off. a very short period of time for you as well. Yeah. For, you know, ten years to be able to get yourself in a position to retire yourself essentially—it's yes. pretty amazing. Well, the, 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 I think we were lucky because we we bought just after the GFC. Yep. Yeah. So 2010, 11. I, I made a note here. Bought 2010, 11, 14, uh, and 15, and then. Uh, sold Hill seventeen. Oh no, we had bought. Then I bought all the. Uh, I, I built the other ones in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, yep. the three in, in Adelaide. Oh, yep, the three villas yeah. in Adelaide. Yeah, and yeah, because so would you consider that one your best deal then, the one in Adelaide? Um, the Fairlight one actually yeah. turned out to be because we did a full renovation ourselves. Yes. Um, I mean, we had to get the bathroom guy in to do the you know, plumbing and all that stuff, but we micromanaged that process. And we did the whole place up ourselves. Um, that was best for a uh, return because we got great rent on that. Yeah. And, 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 and of, of course, doubling within seven years was great as well. But that was Sydney for you. I mean, Maryland's yeah, yeah. doubled. Yeah, but, but we were just lucky at that stage. And then, of course, the market dived a bit. And um, yeah, but I've never bought an expensive place. I've always been in the, the 300,000 range. Yeah. Because I was afraid to buy. People said, go and buy a billion dollar place. You only have one. You don't have to worry about anything else. But the risk of that not being rented or the you know, or something is like, Ugh, you know, I've got all that income. So I have to yeah. try, you know, all that cost I have to try and, and, and accommodate. So I just went for small little ones. And yeah. it's, it's worked for me. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, 300000 would be a challenge to find in any capital. Oh, you won't do it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would certainly be double that, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> but everything's relative, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yes. So anyone that's kind of listening along to your journey, and obviously you've done it very, very quickly, and to be honest, yeah. it's, it's really impressive to hear. Obviously, I'm, I'm on the different end of the scale. I'm in my acquisitions phase. I'm nice and young. Um, mm. Got time on my, on my side. For you, obviously, doing it really quickly was something that needed to be done. Um, yes. Being a, a quick 10-year journey, and it sounds like you've obviously done really well out of it with properties doubling in value and obviously being able to, yeah. to purchase the villas. Um, anybody listening along to this, what has been the biggest lessons that you've learned along the way? Okay, so firstly, um, you have to know how to budget. Yep. Okay, because it is a commitment and you can't, still go you know, Europe every year and you know how people yeah. just think oh I'm, I deserve to go on these fancy holidays which I work hard well guess what you can make a decision go on holidays or actually buy property that's it because um whilst yeah it, it wasn't that much sacrifice but you can still go and do things you can go on holidays but you just go and do the fancy stuff and that enabled me to um, keep buying because I had to keep serviceable yeah, serviceability going. And wherever I could save, I would have, obviously I had an offset. So I just kept them filling up yep. my offset, which allowed me then to take money to go buy another property because, you know, that's how it works. And um, so I guess the first thing is be able to budget. Secondly, don't, one of the big mistakes I had, again, with the, 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 the Perth property was that I didn't do my own due diligence. Yep. I never... 
I mean, even if it's somebody you know, don't trust them to make all the decisions for you or go do your research and tell Definitely. you about things. Because, you know, even though the brochures said there's all this infrastructure happening and all that's, you know, and, you know, th there were so many promises that never eventuated and the market just turned and it was disastrous. So know that you can accommodate um, downturns, interest rate hikes, you know, so make sure you have a budget that can accommodate it. And buffers. The buffers. You have to have a buffer. Buffers. Yes. So Absolutely. I always, I've always had a three month buffer. Always. Yep. So if I lost my job, I could always, which is what my offset was all about, and I always had enough money to live for three months. So, um, and that takes the stress out of anything. The other thing that I found and what I recommend people do is look after your tenants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because. And in um, what way do you say that? So whilst my objective was always to make money, I I would try and find people who, um, who yeah, based on their history, you could see that they weren't just somebody who moves in and out for places six months, every six months, every six yeah. months, and just moving around. Um, with stability, not in jobs, because jobs come and go, but in their life. Um, so I was lucky because I found people who, who wanted to stay, who wanted to look after my property, and and when anything happened, I would immediately, immediately just sort it out. And, you know, they, they appreciate the fact that you are, no matter what it is, what it costs, whatever it is, you, you sort it out straight away. And I had great um, property managers who uh, uh, became very close to my tenants. And because uh, uh, one thing I learned is that if you're changing your tenants every six months, it costs you a fortune. It does with reletting fees, marketing, oh, all sorts and also of stuff. between tenants. You know, typically that, yeah. especially down in Perth, they don't actually want to put you know, put it on the market until it's been emptied and cleaned and all that stuff. And so then they put it on the market. See, you're kind of so losing so, any increases and things like that. So, anyway. so yeah, so trying to put up your rent ten dollars, it's like, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is interesting because yeah, when the market did justify rent increases, the tenants never minded because they knew they were, yeah, I never subsidized them. They just, yep. I just never made my rents expensive. Yeah. And I, and I always looked after them from a, have a problem, resolve it straight away. And I, I've just had great tenants. So I've been lucky with that. Yeah, absolutely. And tenants, I guess they become your income, right? If well, tenants aren't paying, then you've yeah. got no income. You're not paying yes. the mortgage. You're not paying your bills. So Absolutely. realistically, having a good tenant um, is, is always a, a really good thing when you're obviously mm. buying property. Yeah. Um, anything else um, with lessons learned uh, along the way? Um, um, so you do your own homework. Oh, family, friends. Oh yes. Oh, yes. So as I said, we, we were buying in the 300 range. Well, yep. I was. So also, Sue, Sue actually went down her own path, by the way. So after our first property we did bought together, after that I bought my own and she went and bought her own. Oh yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so so we were lucky, we ended up with eight nine properties between yep. the two of us. So, Very impressive. So everybody's kept on saying that when you buy a property in the three hundred range back then, yep. you're never gonna make money. You know, you need to go and not buy lots of properties because it's a lot of overhead and and you know, it's too much work and it's all this stuff. Go and buy more expensive. And, and you know, one or two, you know, that's how it'll evolve for you. Um, but my personal circumstance was that I couldn't do it. And I, um, I never did it for tax purposes. So I was happy. Oh, the other thing. Ah, that's right. 
5% was my minimum. I needed to have 5% rent income. Yeah. For okay, servicing which, purposes? For servicing purposes. And I always wanted to be positively geared. Yeah. Or geared as, as, as positive, positively geared as soon as I could. That was yep. the other thing. Because I didn't want to have to worry that my salary wasn't covering my mortgages and my costs. Because remember, it's not just a mortgage. Yeah, you got rights Spence, and yeah, uh, you got all the other bits and pieces that go with it. And of course, something goes wrong, you have to have this buffer uh, you know, as well. So um, I was, again, lucky that I, I always bought reasonably good prop new properties. So um, there wasn't much maintenance from that perspective. Yep. And um, yeah, it's the only property that, that I bought that was old was in Brisbane. Yep. And um, i trying to think. Yeah, they had problems with air conditioning and garden issues and water and ants. God, I'll come. How many times I actually had pesticide people going there to sort out ants and things like that. But again, you know, they never moved. They were there for years and years. They just loved the fact that they felt at home, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so would your tip be not to listen to family and friends in that respect and just run your own race? Well, listen, yeah, hear them out, but don't yeah. let them tell you what to do because. Yeah, especially, well, what I've forgotten to say, though, is my assumption is that whoever's listened to this was with pre. Because with positive real estate allowed me to learn. Well, basically, the, the mistakes I made were made when I didn't engage with pre. Yep. Okay. And, and the mentors I had over the years, and uh, with me moving, you know, Jason was my last mentor. Um, yeah, he and all, all, all those all the functions, you know, all the things we used to go do up in the on the rooftops in in Brisbane on the yeah the mentoring uh, nights, uh, the, the mentoring nights. You yeah. always learn things, and you always are presented with options. And and it, even if you didn't do anything, it, it just gets your head to think about things and 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 expand your own options and 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 and, and basically sc scope scope of what you can do and what you yeah. can't do. Um, so yeah, I guess the, the main thing is find people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah and who have got education, Yeah, whether it's pre or somebody else, but obviously pre I find has enabled me to retire much sooner than I thought I could, because yeah. I've just basically stuck to the, the, the basics, um, yeah. stuck to my strategy and, 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 you know, talk, spoken to my mentors whenever they're always available. Now, the interesting thing with Jason, okay, with my last review I had in 2019 yeah. with, with him, because I, after that I thought, yeah, I've done now because I, I retired in 2020. He actually said to me, he said, he looked at my, my, my portfolio and he said, I will get rid of your super and buy a property in your super. And I thought, no, I can't do that. You know, I've already got five properties. I don't want to go put another another property. Well, little did I know the COVID is going to be around the corner. And that the property market was going to go up twenty something percent, and that the share market went down, you know, as it did. It did, didn't it? Unfortunately, it did turn around and go up again. Fortunately, yeah. but um, but yes, yeah, so that was that was almost like enhanced something. Oh, Jason was right, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was um, certainly one of those things in COVID where I think everybody thought that the the markets were going to plummet, and yeah, you know, we were sitting here going, "No, bye," you know, "Keep going, keep going." Yes, and you know, over the last couple of years, it's been really impressive to obviously see what's happened in the market. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And so, tell me about your house in the sunny coast. Um, you've moved up there recently, and obviously. 
your property journey along the way has allowed you to, you know, break free into retirement. Are you enjoying retirement? You're enjoying the sunny coast? Tell me a bit about that on the other end. I So we, we lived in Brisbane in Aria yeah. building, as you know. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. you were too. And that was... Living epic. the life in the Aria that, building. That was, I mean, <laughs> ha having the city in front of you and the river below and the, oh, the, the pool and the rooftop was just incredible. Yes. Yeah, very, so, very, very impressive building too. Amazing. Yes, and, and, we, and we were lucky on being on level 13 and on the corner. Yeah. It's just... Oh. It's just so we had to try and beat that. And we, yeah. knew, we knew we could never buy that. Yeah. Okay. But um, Sue's daughter lives up in Markula, yep. up the Sunshine Coast. And so we were trapsizing up and down and we liked the area. But we liked, because we were sports in Brisbane and in, in Manly, we lived in, on, the, in, uh, on the harbour. So we had yep. the harbour in front of us, uh, also renting. And um, so we wanted to be near water. And we, we, we knew we couldn't afford something on the beach. So we, so Sue, Sue was the, the person here. So she, she identified all the, the, we bought a unit, by the way. So yep. a, the units that faced north that were on the water. And she had all the, the blocks around Mululuba identified. And this property came up on um, uh, the night before Easter, the, the, the Easter, before Easter Friday. Yep. And, and she saw it come up and she said, oh, this, 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 this part, because it was, we had walked around this complex and this one was right in the middle of, and we got the, 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 um, the, the canal in front of us here. So we have nobody looking at us. We have just water in front of us and palm trees. Oh, fantastic. And, and, and we, we, we had to pay a bit more than we wanted, but Sue was like, no, this is it. This is life. This is the lifestyle. And we bought it and she had just sold a property. So she was able, in prior to this, I had just sold a property as well. So we had cash. Yep. So we bought this in unconditional. Wow. Right. So straight away, just that's it. We bought it, walked, moved in, and we've had to renovate bathrooms. Yeah. Um, but after that, it's been, which we did ourselves, we managed ourselves, but Sue likes to renovate. Yeah. And um, it took a long time because of COVID. You know, nobody's around, nobody's available, and supply issues, issues. But um, yeah, and we we walk, it's a 15-minute walk to the beach, and we've got a gym just down the road. Uh, we cycle everywhere. It's just next level. It's really yeah, nice. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. So retirement sounds like it's a good time then, obviously. <laughs> Living on the is. canal, 15-minute yeah. walk to the beach. <laughs> yeah. And the best, best part is that we don't have, compared to rent we paid. Yeah. The rental, if you call it rent, is so yeah. minimal. It's nothing. It's just yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's yeah. just your expenses, isn't it? Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. So I might wrap it up there today. So thank you so much for sharing your story um, with me and with obviously everyone on Property Investor Tales. And I'm sure everyone will, will get a lot of um, good tips out of that. I think what you shared with us along the way regarding your lessons learned and, you know, the best things that you did, it's it's really, really amazing to hear, you know, somebody on the other end of the scale that is at retirement and, you know, you did it in such a short period of time. So I want to congratulate you on that. I think your story is amazing and it's very inspiring for someone like myself. And Thanks, I'm sure yeah. you know, people sitting on the other end, you know, having listened to your story as well. So thank you for, um, for coming along today and joining me on Property Investor Tales. No pleasure, no, but I didn't ramble too much. Thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. 
As you can guess, we love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with us via email at positiveinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We also love your feedback and would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care and bye for now.